Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14 of our Invest Savvy podcast here at Lion Retirement and Investment Services. I'm your host, Christian Chapluha, and we are joined today by our special guest, Rob Kuharik of Russell Investments. He is the investment strategist for tax managed solutions at Russell. The firm was founded in 1936 as an off-Wall Street brokerage, today managing $340 billion and advising on $2.9 trillion in assets, with 345 investment professionals globally. They have a 20-year track record of tax-managed investing. Taxable investing focuses on increasing tax efficiency for non-retirement accounts, essentially minimizing taxes. Those funds often come from earnings, savings, or maybe the sale of real estate. We're going to be discussing the reasons we should consider a distinct investment strategy inside our taxable accounts, various approaches, and a set of principles at Russell. Also, what to watch out for in the coming years with any possible changes in tax code. So thank you, Rob, for joining us today. We are thrilled for you to be here. To start things off, please tell us about yourself, your background, and your role at Russell Investments. Thank you, Christian. So a little bit on my background. I've been here at Russell Investments now a little over 21 years. Before I joined Russell, I worked at a investment boutique in New York City that was focused on separately managed accounts. And the combination of having lived and grown up in New York and worked there combined with that separately managed account experience, I became very familiar with the concept of taxes, tax drag, tax cost. Uh, New York is one of the highest tax states in the union. The combination of that plus what I saw people trying to do with their separately managed accounts to control taxes was a big influence in my role here at Russell and how I work to evolve the process that we have when it comes to tax management. Here at Russell, started as an analyst, worked up to becoming a portfolio manager on a number of our products, including the tax managed suite of products. And then more recently, have evolved into a role where I'm the director and strategist as it relates to our tax managed solutions, where I can bring that message out to the public, to the advisor network, to help everybody understand, here's why this is important. Here's that cost that taxes have. Here's how much it might impair your savings, your retirement plans, et cetera. And here's what you can do to help solve for that problem, correct it, and lower that tax drag, keeping more money in your pocket. That's a broad set of experience, very valuable for our discussion today. So tell us in general, why should investors be concerned with taxable or non-retirement account investing? I mean, when it comes to the taxable side, right, non-retirement account um, in the industry, we call it non-qualified. It is very different, in my opinion, compared to a qualified solution like an IRA or 401k where taxes don't come into play. 
When you introduce taxes, it's introducing another cost, another parameter on the investment process. We've seen in many years, such as the last few, you could be in a position where you know 2% or more of your portfolio, your return, basically goes out the back door to what I call the IRS, right? In essence, a tax fee or a government fee on a portfolio. People need to be aware of that because more and more assets, especially as we move up the age scale, the experience scale, more and more of our assets start becoming non-qualified assets that we have in our taxable accounts. And as that grows, as that cost comes into play, it creates a multitude of potential issues as people move into retirement that needs to be managed. And like I said earlier, it's something that not a lot of people pay that much attention to. They don't like taxes, but a lot of times they don't know what causes it, what they can do about it. And the way they invest in their minds oftentimes is different than the way they think about taxes. What we are trying to do is help bridge that gap and help people have a better overall outcome solution set when it comes to managing for that tax situation in their non-qualified or taxable accounts. I sat down with the client just yesterday, a couple, and this topic was a major concern. This idea of how can we save on taxes? Please describe for our listeners this concept of tax alpha inside of portfolios. What is that? That's a buzzword in the industry. We hear that often. What is that exactly? Yeah, and it's great that you had that conversation with a client because that's the first step, right? Realizing that you have a problem and then asking for help. Tax alpha is the term that we use in describing what can be done in these non-qualified, these taxable accounts when you actually go and start correcting for that problem. Tax alpha is basically a way of saying the return that you gain by keeping more of that tax money in your portfolio. I said earlier that 2% or in some cases more of someone's return might be going out the back door because of taxes. If you start adding that back in, and if you get all of that back, right? Let's say someone has that 2% cost, you get all of that back, that's 2% in tax alpha. A lot of times that phrase alpha, people use to describe how much they might be doing better versus a, call it a benchmark. So if somebody has a large cap portfolio, they're comparing it to the S&P 500, they do 1% better than the S&P 500. They say they have 1% alpha. Well, if you compare yourself to what a full tax cost type investment proposition looks like, and you cut down your tax bill, you now have saved 2%. That's 2% tax alpha. A lot of times that tax alpha, how much you save on the tax side could be more than what you're actually trying to get when you're building your portfolio and you're trying to get a return to beat a benchmark. So that tax alpha concept, A, is important because that's a good way to think about that savings that you're getting from the tax side. And B, it could outstrip what you're actually trying to achieve with your investment solution compared to a benchmark or a bogey that you've targeted. Well, I think 1% or 2% increased return after tax is actually a tremendous amount. We tell clients success in investing is a game of inches. It's just like baseball. A little bit makes a huge difference. Is there a difference between tax management and tax sensitive? Please explain that for us. Oh, absolutely. There is a lot of phrases and buzzwords that are used in the industry as it relates to taxes. Tax sensitive, tax aware, tax advantaged, 
tax efficient. They're all in line with that phrase, tax sensitive. Tax managed is different. So all of those other ones are what I call marketing phrases. There's no action required for those to be used. Tax managed implies an action. And if one is to be tax managed, A, you're stating that you're taking an action. B, in the investment world, you need to actually put it into your prospectus, that massive legal document that people get once a year. Most people now get it electronically. It used to come in the mail, almost 500 pages of legal wording. That document, though, is the guiding document for any mutual fund solution. It's basically the contract that's laid out between the investor slash shareholder and the firm creating the solution that they're investing in. If you're tax managed, you have to put that in your prospectus. You have to say, this is what I'm doing. And that's an important differentiator because what that means is this product, this solution that's being created for an investor is very specific to managing their non-qualified, their taxable assets in that manner. It also means that it's probably not as suitable for your qualified accounts, your IRAs. And that's the differentiator. Before, when I was talking about the difference between qualified and non-qualified account, meaning a taxable and non-taxable account, there's different parameters. By going and saying tax manage, it's saying, I am building something for your non-qualified, your taxable account. And by doing that, I'm basically saying it's not as suitable for your IRA. Use it here, not there. Firms that don't say tax manage, that use those other phrases, they might also say, hey, this is also good for your IRA. Well, if it's good for the IRA, then what are you actually doing to help me with my taxable account? The answer oftentimes is, well, maybe we're trading a little less or whatnot, but they're actually not doing tax management activity, which is a very important differentiator. Yes, a very subtle difference, very important. Capital gains, they impact those mutual funds often. Can you help us understand what's a capital gain inside of our investment accounts and what's the average capital gain distribution rate historically? Capital gains get created when you've made money on an investment. That's generally the way people think about it is, well, that's a good thing. I've invested in ABC, bought it at 100, and now I sold it at 150. I made a 50% gain. You have a capital gain. That's a good way to go and think about how capital gains are created. Now, once you have that capital gain, meaning you've actually owned and then sold that security, so now you've realized that capital gain, what's next? Well, you have to pay taxes on it, right? Because anything that you make money on or you have as income, the IRS comes knocking on the door, knock, knock, knock. Okay, now I need my share. When it comes to these capital gains, while it's a good thing that an investor is making money, by realizing them, you're generating a tax bill. There is ways to go and think about how can you do capital gains a little differently to make sure that you're not generating this really big tax bill year in and year out. There's two key and critical things that you can do. Number one is unrealized capital gains, meaning you continue to gain, but you're not realizing that gain. It's growing in your portfolio without you taking that gain year in and year out. That is a good way to grow your assets without triggering that tax bill each and every year. Number two is by doing certain tax management activity. One of them is called tax loss harvesting, which is when the market is down. And we've seen that a few times in the last, call it three years, where the market has had negative movement. 
down periods, you can actually go and sell something for a quote unquote loss. But what you're doing is harvesting a tax asset. If you're doing it right, your portfolio is always fully invested, but you're generating something that you can use to offset that gain with. By doing that, you're minimizing your tax bill. Why that capital gain distribution concept and issue is important is there is a lot of funds in the industry that don't do tax management activities where they're generating these capital gains, realizing them, and then at the end of the year, they have to distribute it to their shareholders. So at the end of the year, last year, case in point, average capital gain distribution here in the U.S. was right around 7%. That means if someone was invested in a portfolio that was worth $100,000 at the end of the year, they got, quote unquote, a $7,000 capital gain distribution. Now they have to go and report that to the IRS when they file their tax return and then pay taxes on that. If there's a way to offset that, then that $7,000 becomes something smaller or could become zero. And a zero capital gain distribution, in my opinion, is a great thing because it means that you owe zero taxes on a zero distribution. And I am all about how can I go and help my clients and investors lower their tax bill and keep more of that money in their pocket. That, in essence, is that capital gain concept and how the capital gain distribution happens. And it's important to think about how do we invest a little differently to minimize that? Because by minimizing that, the lower your tax bill, which means more of your money stays in your pocket. Huge difference between zero and 7%. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> in terms of some of the alternatives out there, like passive ETF strategies, what should investors be mindful of when it comes to those type of investment philosophies and when it comes to tax management? A lot of people have embraced passive or ETF type solutions over the last many years. And in some cases, they've done it because they've seen that these solutions advertise themselves as being tax efficient. And going back to that conversation that we were having around that phrasing, right? Tax efficient, tax aware, tax sensitive. They are tax efficient, meaning they're more tax efficient than your average actively managed solution out there. Does that mean that they're tax managed? No, it doesn't. Does that mean that there's no capital gains? No, that's not necessarily the case. Each and every year, there is a percentage of ETFs and, and passive funds that have to distribute out capital gains. A company gets bought out by a bigger company, right? Small fish gets eaten by a bigger fish, and that generates a gain right off the bat. There are other times where indexes make changes to themselves to make sure that they're representing the market that they're trying to mimic. And by doing that, you could be generating a capital gain. So, you know, just being tax efficient, which is what ETFs and passive funds are, gets you a step closer, but it doesn't get you all the way there. The other thing that they can't do is do very much about dividends and dividend yield. They buy a basket of securities that represents that market or that segment of the market that they're looking to invest in. By doing that, they're buying all those securities. And as dividends come in, they distribute all those dividends out to their shareholders. Well, some of those dividends might not be taxed at a lower rate, right? There's different ways that dividends are taxed. By being tax managed, by taking it to the next level, not only is one thinking about gains and losses and what can be done there, but one is also thinking about dividends and being smarter and tax managed around 
the way you're investing in securities, the types of dividends you're getting, making sure you're not taking too many, because at the end of the day, when you're a tax-sensitive investor in a taxable account, what you want to do is grow your portfolio while taking as little off of it as possible, and that allows it to grow inside of itself and minimize your tax bill. People should be thinking about how can I align things with the investment side to make sure that I have less in the way of tax cost and more in the way of after-tax growth in my portfolio. Terrific. So near the end of every episode, we like to offer our Invest Savvy Advice of the Day. It can be personal, business-related. Please share with our listeners your savvy advice. My savvy advice, I would say two things. Number one, we should all be saving because saving is the best way to get to our long-term plans, our goals, a more comfortable retirement. I keep hearing stories about people not having enough when they get to the age of 60, 62, and they think they can retire early and then they realize they need to work X number of more years. And then if you can teach your kids or your grandkids to save, do that because that is the best way to get to a better situation for yourself and your family. And then alongside that, think about how you can lower that tax bill because by keeping more money in your portfolio, right, it's not what you make, it's what you get to keep. That's what matters. And if you can align those two things, save to make sure you have what needs to grow so that you can get to your long-term plans. And then if you can keep that in your pocket by keeping the tax man away, now you've aligned yourself for a better overall long-term outcome. Thank you so much, Rob, for sitting down with us today, providing these valuable insights. Very much appreciate your willingness to help make our listeners and clients more savvy investors. If you're interested in learning more about tax managed investing, please do reach out to one of our financial consultants here at Alliant Retirement Investment Services. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. So please visit our website to contact a financial professional. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast 
podcasts are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 